Hello and welcome back to the official NRL preview for season 2022 on the True Blue Sporting Podcast. Now we're up to who I believe is going to run in 6th and 5th position this season and just miss out on the top 4. In 6th spot, I've got a side that drops out of the top 4 and I've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the grand finalists from season 2021. However, uh, the reason I have put them here is because I think they have lost a bit too much. The likes of uh, Dane Gagai, Benji Marshall, Jaden Sewer, and their captain and their leader, Adam Reynolds, have all left the building in the playing department, but the biggest loss of all was the head coach, Wayne Bennett, who was gone to take the year off before he takes up the contract at the Red Cliff Dolphins. The big question mark about South Sydney this year is how they will fare without Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds, as we all know, is a premier halfback in this game, and I would argue he is the second best behind Nathan Cleary. So this is the biggest question mark that they have. The replacement which they do have, however, is Lachlan Ilias, and he is locked in to have that halfback spot. But I want to remind South Sydney supporters, everyone's questioning a rookie halfback and how it will go. But I want to remind them about a little thing that happened over a decade ago. In season 2012, South Sydney moved on a cult hero in Chris Sando and unveiled a rookie halfback, which we haven't seen before. And he turned out to be a premiership winner and a future club captain in Adam Reynolds. So this narrative and storyline, we have seen at South Sydney before, and I think Lachlan Ilias is going to slot into that role very nicely. I'm not going to say he's going to do what Adam Reynolds did last year or whilst he was at South Sydney, but I think he will do a very solid job in his first season. The big question mark with this, however, is how will Cody Walker go without his partner in crime, Adam Reynolds? A lot of people are doubting Cody Walker this year, I think, because they believe that Adam Reynolds allows him to play his free and expansive game style and believe the loss of Cody of Adam Reynolds will significantly impact Cody's football. But I extremely disagree with this. I think Cody Walker is still in for a massive 2022 because he doesn't need all the time and all the space in the world. Yes, it's great when you get him into time and space, with extra time and a lot more space, but he can cause something out of nothing. He sees he sees it and he goes. He is the best exponent of eyes up footy in the competition at the moment, and he is the he is the best five eight in the competition, and will remain the best five eight in season two thousand and twenty two. Many people have declared South Sydney's premiership window to be closed this season and last season being their final chance at claiming that elusive grand final and premiership. And I have a tendency to agree. Three prelims in a row and a grand final loss. And with the likes of Reynolds, Bennett and Gagai all exiting the building, it's going to be extremely hard for South Sydney to remain at the top of the table and continue to compete for premierships. I think they'll still be in and around there. They have the quality. They've got Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. How damaging is he? He is sensational and can't wait for him to get back on the field and continue his aggressive way of playing the game. 
I think with Latrell, that's the way he's got to play his football. You can't harness that. You can't um, bring it within himself. He's got to express the way he wants to play his football. And Latrell Mitchell playing his best football is when he's aggressive and when he's taking the game on. And I think his incident with Joey Manu was unfortunately just a football collision. Cameron Murray is given the captaincy in place of Adam Reynolds in season 2022, and I think this will only improve his game. Cameron Murray has been a leader ever since he has entered first grade, and he has that presence about him. Many have touted him for future captaincy honours in the state of origin and Australian sides, and I'm thinking this will happen as well. So this is the initial step in ensuring that will happen. And his football will only go to another level. And that's scary to think about when he is considered the best lock in the game. Jason Dimitriou takes the role as head coach. And he is ready, very, very ready to take this mantra. Look, Jason Dimitriou has done his apprenticeship under Wayne Bennett. And he has been Bennett's successor for multiple seasons. Now, Bennett's original plan was to keep to, to remain in Brisbane and have Jason Dimitri take over that role, but he was changed and he took him to South and now he's the head coach at South. He has got done a very, very good apprenticeship under the best the game has ever seen in Wayne Bennett. And I can't wait to see how, Sid, how South Sydney will look both in attack and defense in season 2022. Where they're going to put Blake Taff is another contentious issue for South Sydney this season. He was sensational in the finals series last year after having to fill the void which was left by the suspension of Latrell Mitchell. Obviously, Latrell will come back and go straight into that fullback spot. And I think South will be able to utilise Blake Taff in a similar role to what they did Benji Marshall last year coming off the bench and playing 14, given the fact that Benji is no longer at the club. My round one predicted lineup for South Sydney is Blake Taff at fullback, Alex Johnston, the top try scorer of last season on the wing with Josh Mansour. Jackson Paulo moves into the centre spot with Campbell Graham, who is on the cusp of representing state of origin and of injuries, for he is the next man up in the outside backs. Cody Walker is the man at 5'8", with Lachlan Ilias, the rookie partnering him in the halves. Tavita, Tatola, uh, and Thomas Burgess are the front row. And Damian Cook is the hooker, the ever-consistent Damian Cook, and can't wait to see how he will go in season 2022, as he hasn't been able to fully capitalise on the rule changes, but I think he's just finding his feet. And with the loss of Reynolds, we'll see Cook's game go to another level this season. Uh, Cameron Murray is the lock and captain. Keon Kulamatangi and Jacob Host are in the back row. And Keon Kulamatangi had a great season in 2021 and hoping to see the consistency in season 2022. Mark Nichols, Jai Arrow, Liam Knight and Hamo Sele are the interchange bench. Now in fifth spot, I've got the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Now another side drops out of the top four, so you might be thinking, who the bloody hell do I have finishing in the top four? But you'll find out in a later episode. Well, there's one thing to say when you mention the Manly Seagulls. That's Tommy Turbo. What can't you say about him? There isn't anything you can't say about his season last year. One, the best individual seasons this competition has ever seen. That run of... 15 games or whatever it was, was 
the best I've ever seen. He looked damaging every time he touched the ball, and he just causes so much damage for the opposition defences. He's got he's got the biggest frame. He's got the the speed. He's got the footwork. He's got the ball playing. He's got everything. He is a very very complete footballer at the moment, and can't wait to see him run out and dish out try assists left, right, and centre, whilst also crossing the try line for himself. Manly are a side that improved out of sight last year. I don't think many people predicted them finishing the, in the top four besides the Hello Sport podcast boys who obviously are very, very passionate. But for the rest of the rugby league community, they they surprised everyone. They improved out of sight. And it was the, the guys, not the Turbos and Cherry Evans and the Jake Chaboyevich, because we knew they were very, very good players, but it was the likes of their no-names. It was Morgan Harper, Brad Parker, uh, Sean Kepi, uh, Olakawatu, Josh Schuster, they all stood up and when they needed to. Uh, Lachlan Croker, they all stood up and were very, very good in season 2021. Although they did struggle without Turbo, and people will say Manly are a one, um, one-man team. I don't think this is the case, however, because although, yes, they significantly improved when Turbo came back into the side, they're not as reliant on Turbo as they once were. Because we saw when Turbo was out of the side later in the season, they were able to fill this void that time around. The biggest question mark surrounding this club is whether they can back it up in season 2022. Obviously, last year, no one expected them to do what they did. But now there's the pressure on them. Now there's expectation. And expectation is a big thing in sport. So the question is, can they deliver when they are becoming the hunted? They have a tendency to struggle against the big teams, and this is the question. This is another question mark surrounding this Manly Seagulls side. And then when they come up against the weaker sides, they absolutely demolish them. And this resulted in Ryan Girdler titling them flat track bullies. Now, I kind of agree with Girdler here. They are kind of flat track bullies, but that's not a diss on them. That that that's not a diss on the Manly Seagulls. They're a very, very good side, but they've got to do it against the big sides. For them to be a great side and for them to compete for the title, they have to beat the top four sides because at the end of the day, that's who they're going to be playing in the finals. They're not going to come up against the likes of the Tigers, the Bulldogs, the Cowboys in the finals. They're going to be playing Penrith, Melbourne, and the Roosters. So they have to be on their game and beat those big sides. So that is a concern for them. They haven't really brought in anyone of note. Ethan Bullymore from the Brisbane Bronco is really their only recruit who is likely to come into the first grade side this year. However, they've lost Kate Cust, Funa, Gajeski. Curtis Sirenen has gone over to England. Unfortunately, I think he was good enough to remain in the NRL, but injuries just hampered his time at Manly. And Moses Suli has gone to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. A youngster to watch for the Manly Seagulls is Tolu Kula. He is extremely quick, likened quicker than Jordan Saab, runs just over 10 seconds in a 100-meter sprint and is incredibly fast, but also a very talented footballer. So he is a one to keep an eye out for and will potentially debut this year. My predicted round one lineup for the Manly Seagulls is Tom Trebojevic out the back, Jason Sarban, Ruben Garrick, last year's top tro- uh, point scorer in the competition, 
and the first man to score over 300 points in a regular season. Brad Parker and Morgan Harper are the centres once again and are one of the most solid centre pairings in the competition. They're good. There's a very small gap between their good and their bad games, which is what you need from your centre pairings. You just need solid and get the job done. Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans return in the halves pairing. They've got a combination like bread and butter and like a knife and a fork. They are just complement each other so, so well. Sean Kepi and Martin Tapao would be my front rowers with Lachlan Croker playing hooker. Now, Lachlan Croker came to the club as a 5'8", but they needed a 9, and he has filled that role perfectly. Jake Chaboyevich, Mr. Thumbs Up, is the lock. What can't he do? He's a bit like his brother. What can't he do? He is so good with his hands and the best defender in the competition in my eyes. He just chops people. He cuts them in half, and they just absolutely lose the wind out of their bodies. Josh Schuster is one back rower with Olakowatu as the other. Off the bench, you've got Dylan Walker, who has the potential to be one of the best utilities in the game this year. Uh, coming off the bench, causing chaos, and can fill any position in the back line if needed. Josh Alloway, Tanella Paseka, and Carl Lawton are the other people who I would put on the interchange bench for round one. Now, that's the Manly Seagulls and the South Sydney Rabbitohs previewed, and who I think will run sixth and fifth this upcoming season. Now, to review my official ladder prediction, it's the North Queensland Cowboys in 16th, the West Tigers in 15th, the Newcastle Knights in 14th, the New Zealand Warriors in 13th, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in 12th, with St. George Illawarra Dragons running in 11th, the Gold Coast Titans in 10th spot, with the Canberra Raiders just missing the 8th in 9th spot. At 8th, I've got the Brisbane Broncos. In 7th, I've got the Parramatta Eels. 6th, I've got the last year's grand finalist, South Sydney. And in 5th, I have Manly Seagulls just dropping out of the 4. Now, thanks for joining me on the True Blue Sporting Podcast, official preview of the 2022 NRL season. And I'll see you in the next episode where it's time to start our top 4 predictions.